All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> I don't... On to Saturday. Yeah, we can move on to Saturday. All I right. Think. So the day started with... Wait, Watford. are you buying sun? I'm just kidding. No, I'm I'm just, I'm no just I am not. No, I am not. Watford won, Leicester won. We've already discussed Vardy, and we're on the fence about him. Uh, Brian's boy, Ben Chilwell, scored a really nice mm-hmm. goal for Leicester. Dude. Don't go buy him. No, I agree. But the first half, so so here's the story of two halves here. The storyline of the first half was the t-shirt vest combo that Nigel Pearson was rocking. That was the first half storyline. Right. Because that's that's pretty rare. You you got to be a pretty ballsy dude to just do t-shirt sure. and a vest. That's, did that's he, an interesting. Did he combo. make you forget? I thought it was collared shirt vest, but that's tit, tit for tatty. It right? was short sleeve. Sure. Did he make you forget Kike? His fashion choices wow. make you forget about no, Kike? No, it, it actually threw me into the arms of Kike, okay, if I'm going to be honest. Right. T-shirt, like, short sleeve shirt and vest? What are you doing, man? <laughs> uh, second half, though, was all about Craig Dawson's goal. That surprised everybody. No one more so than Casper Schmeichel. I was going to say. That was, I mean, that, that went in because it was so surprising. Great goal. Not that there's a lot of fantasy significance. Lester scores a late goal, and Watford scores one at the death from a uh, a sideways bicycle from their center half. That's the same thing with that match, right? I mean, those yeah, are the highlights. That's right. You could well, watch the last 10 minutes. Although, all the I will say this. Saar looked stud. Kasper Schmeichel pulled out a save out of his butt on a one-on-one with Saar. Saar should have beat him. Sar, you still post. own Sar. No, but I... You am, got rid of him? Well, I, for, on, the, on the free wild card that okay. you didn't do... I am considering on the wild card that I'm about to do, as I started this podcast thinking I'm going to free hit, and then when we talk, I think I might actually just wild card right now and go back to before price changes too much to lock in on some money. And, and would he be back in on your on your probably, wild card? Because, yeah, probably. Is it is it a bad thing that you're wild carding two weeks in a row? Why not? The season's short. I get it. I might play my triple captain the following week and then a, my free hit. Is that a wild card failure to have to wild oh, card no, again? Oh, no. I knew I was playing for that. It was a free bonus. I bench boosted. I scored 119 points. You did great. I did just fine. You, you're right. Okay. Fair That's enough. a really good score. Yeah. I'm great. fine. It just, wasn't as good as, as League Aaron or League Barry, who both scored like a 131. Oh, no. League Drew got a 132. Lee yeah, I figured, Drew, I figured Drew's score was good. Yeah, so we had multiple guys who bench-boosted and played for the double match week, and they did they did better than you or I, Scott. They did, they did great. But we didn't do too bad. No, we did For bad. the record, did week 30-plus happen? Yes. 
Okay, see, that's where, that's where I really went wrong. Yeah, it's true. I actually yeah. watched all 12 matches. What? Yeah, because I could. They were all spread out. Played well, at 12 different yeah, times. Yeah, I guess you're right. I watched them all. Uh, right. Jamie Vardy, two shots in the match against Watford. Not great. The same number as Abdullah Decore. It's fine. I, I mean, know. I'm not going to Vardy, but if you have him, I get it. I'm not going to criticize him. I don't know. No, 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 Vardy's leading the league in goals. So going to him is not a bad thing at all, and or just, if you already have him, staying there. Okay. I would, But I do like Saar, and he might be back in my team. I'm just telling you. And Saar he is. Wasn't on the goal, he wasn't on the sheet this week, but I wanted to see how he looked. He looked a stud. And he played 90 minutes, and he came off uninjured, so that's also good. And he is in that range. He's an easy swap for the Grealish owners, Absolutely. for the 99 million Grealish owners now who are saying, who probably already have made a move to get rid of him. But yeah. he's an, he would be an, uh, it would be an easy move to go from yes. Grealish to Sar. We've already talked about Brighton and Arsenal, so moving on to West Ham Wolves. Not a lot to talk about in the first 70 minutes of this match either. But I was watching this match with a friend of mine, and I was feeling a little bit like I could explain some stuff you know and like 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 you know be the knowledgeable one and like talk about stuff and when the cameras are showing adama Traore getting ready to come on the pitch i'm like oh this guy let me tell you about this guy Mm. and i'm explaining about how he's like the you look like a genius he's unique like the most like he's the he's the most like an nfl linebacker of any premier league player that there is right now and i'm talking all about him and i'm talking about how you know Adama Traore is actually a very rare type of player. Typically, by the time a player gets to the Premier League, his skill set is pretty well established, right? I mean, they're not going to develop a ton. Guys are typically what they are when they get to the level where they're playing in the Premier League. Adama Traore is different. Two years ago, we were making fun of him for only having one move, and that was dribbling straight to the net until the ball would get tackled away by an opponent. That was Adama Traore's game a couple of years ago. But he has added... To that repertoire. And I don't know who you give full credit to that to. If it's, you know, NES uh, manager or some assistant coach or just Adama Traore himself. Probably a combination of the three. But Adama Traore came on. And I'm like, look at this. Like, and I'm watching him dribble down to the right side of the pitch. He crosses it into Raul. Goal goes in. And I'm like, I'm celebrating the goal because, number one, I own Raul in my fantasy team. Of course. Number two, because... I do look like a genius, Dave, because I just built up this guy, and he comes on, and he is torching West Ham defenders. Your West Ham defenders, Brian. Yeah, who did he torch? Aaron Cresswell? I think it was like Susek or something. Was it an, Was it one of the guys they had? Was it like Woodward? Was there, <laughs> is there a Woodward? I don't think so. Okay, that but sounds it, like a name of someone <laughs> that could be like a third guy. Westwood? No, there was there was someone that started for them that's like that's like deep on the bench because Ryan Fredericks was injured. He didn't play in this match either. Uh, I like what Sam Inkersoul at Football.London said. Only West Ham could have three months without any competitive action, and in the final week before making their return, they have three key injuries. <laughs> so Ogbano was out. That did not help them. They lose Sebastian Allaire, uh, Snodgrass injured. Fredericks was not fit for the match. They are. It was just uh, very typical of them to be decimated at this point. Yeah. Um, but no, it, I again, I just think Wolves' overall quality is better. Yeah. Anyway, 2-0 is a... A correct outcome for a match like that. I'm going to ask you guys later about... Seven shots for West Ham. Seven. Yeah. And that's not like a... If only Hal Air was there. 
It's not, you know what I mean? It's not like there's anything. No. It's not like Snodgrass is adding a bunch of assists that, or attempted assists, even better, attempted assists. <laughs> <laughs> Could have brought that shot total up. For the record, I still love Mikhail Antonio. And as long as he's healthy, I think that guy is, uh, I think he is such a wild card. All the you, time. I agree. You, your love for him is no. Is too I agree strong. with you. Listen, guys, but the key phrase is relevant and forever. No, it's true. The key phrase is as long as he's healthy. healthy. I want him to yeah. be relevant. No, but I agree. Look, I'm just saying their schedule after Spurs. I mean, even with Spurs, it's not. Boy, he's he can score. He scored against Spurs before, didn't he? I don't know. If only we had a way. Yeah. If only. We've already talked though, about how much we love Raul. I'm going to come back to Domitriore later when I talk about whether or not to take a minus four at the end of this pod. By the way, we're going to come back to City at the end. It's part of that conversation for you City fans. Yes, you should. Uh, let's talk about Bournemouth the Crystal Palace. There's not a lot of fantasy relevance in this match necessarily, although Crystal Palace do score the goals. A lot of guys with five or more points in this team. You had your I told you so moment with me in this match, Dave. Jordan Ayew. He scored against the only names. <laughs> the only names of any relevance for Crystal Palace all end up. On the, score on the score sheet here on for them. Hold. Yeah, it's PVA season. Yeah. It is. It's the end of the he season. He always finishes yeah. the end of the, the season. You don't love Crystal Palace's going out here. <laughs> However, it's Patrick von Anhold's season, and uh, and he's motivated. Palace is a tough team. I know. And That's why uh, I'm saying. Uncle Defensively, Roy, it doesn't matter if it's Scott Dan back there. Yeah, but six of their they eight play the game. They play their game. Gary Cahill's back there. Right. He does so good Gary for them. Cahill. He does good for them. I'm sure. not saying yeah. I, he does for sure. I'm not pumping him up no, in the least. Sure. I'm just saying for him, yeah. for them, yeah, that he does. Fine. Let me tell you about Gary Cahill, Dave. So you know how there's a mate like when you watch. You said you watched a lot of extended highlights. Yes, I I did the same for this match because this match actually I, I lied. This was the one match not oh, on TV. Gotcha. So I watched 11 of the 12 matches. I stand corrected. This one I had to watch the extended highlights. And, you know, when there's a major play, they'll show it like five times in the yes. extended highlights, right? And one of the major plays was Gary Cahill's tackle, the one you referenced before, studs up right on the ankle. I can't remember whose ankle it was. Callum Wilson's, maybe? I don't know. Josh, Josh Is he the Josh one that King. hurt Josh King? Yes, yes. Because Josh King is going to be out significantly yeah. here. Yeah, that's what it was, Brian. Josh King. This was a brutal tackle. It was it was yeah. horrendous. This is a red card. So here's what I was This is a no-brainer red card whether you get the ball or not. So I watched it live, air okay. quotes, sure. extended highlights. Okay. And then I'm like, "Oh, who made that tackle?" cuz that is definitely a red card. And I see the VAR, you know, logos and flashings all over the screen. And I'm like, "Who's who's this player?" And I was like, "Oh, it's Gary Cahill." Okay. Uh, so I'm watching it and I'm like, "Yep, just looks terrible every time you see it." And then no red card. Violent conduct. Crazy. Later on, honestly, whether it was Adam Smith or whoever it was that elbowed Kuyate in the neck, I get it. I get it. He guendozied Kuyate at the end of this match. Yeah. And once the first red card was not called, you can't call that one. You can't. That would be that would be ridiculous. And the, the whole thing was ridiculous, Scott. The whole thing was ridiculous. And honestly, that's all I really wanted to talk about. All that right. match. David Brooks is back. I, I hearted that. I like that. He had a couple good crosses. I'd like to see that kid get back on his feet. I like that kid. And it's hilarious that Ryan Frazier will not play the rest of the season for the Cherries after saying that he is, was is there anyone, he was going to finish it out. Is there anyone who's done more damage to his own career in the last 
several years than Ryan Frazier. In the last many. in the last six months, I can't think of anyone uh, from from a uh, from a hot topic uh, tabloid name for Arsenal and for other top clubs who are looking for a, a guy with his kind of abilities to now. Why would you? Uh, I'm not going to play for the rest of the season for Bournemouth. Uh, no, I can't. Uh, no I one can't who cares that. at all about character is going to sign Ryan Frazier. Sorry, you're not going to. I get being disgruntled with your current club. I totally uh, get that. In that same match, you have a guy who could have easily dismantled his entire career in the exact same way and has not, Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> I mean, how many times He's could coming. Wilfred Zaha yeah. have just said, you know what, I'm done with this? It's true. I'm not coming. And, and he almost did a couple times, and then he just it's said, true. you know what, I'm a pro here. He's done everything he can during transfer windows being open. But you're right. When it's time for match, he shows up. You're yep. absolutely right on that. Uh, you know, even, I if have it's, even if Zaha, it's 63% Wilfred Zaha, it's still, pretty it's good still Wilfred Zaha. It's He's true. still a body on the it's pitch true. in a, in a mean, kit. I don't love Zaha for a lot of those things, but you're not wrong. He's at least shown up. More than you can say for Ryan Frazier. On Sunday, uh, we started with uh, Newcastle 3, Sheffield nil. Bad day at the office for Sheffield. We've already talked about them. I want to talk about Newcastle. All right, I'm going to go ahead and just fall on my sword here and say that Newcastle's not getting relegated. You know, breaking who, news. You know who I want to talk about. Newcastle's not getting relegated. You can't They're wait. Not. You can't wait to hear who I, I want to talk I about. I know. Every you know time exactly I say who this I guy's talk name about. now, I say it like you say his name, Jack Roback. No, no, no. <laughs> who got hurt at home? Stop. Yeah, Is this real? No, something happened to him where he got an injury that was like. In his house? No, uh, I can't remember what? if it was in his house. If only, again, there was some way to For learn this. Sure. No, next, it was next, like a, Next week's pod, we'll have a callback. No, it was like a freak injury where he, you know, he's like oh. unavailable. And it was like, it was like talked about. Like Steve <laughs> Bruce like addressed it. I totally and I'm like, that. what? He's like the most irrelevant guy. Who could I be less relevant than Newcastle? I thought you were going to talk Newcastle? about St. Maxima. No, I want to talk about... <laughs> no, I do not want to talk about St. Maxima. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Raji. Matt Ritchie. Unbelievable. I want to talk about the Raji. The yeah. Raj. The Rich. What is this? The Richie Raj. 18 points. Yeah. One match. Yeah. Look, playing way out of position. Way out of position. Since he returned from his injury you in know what week he's 23. He is, the, he is the, the new James Milner. James Milner, before he was ever a Liverpool player, because I would have hated him then. When he was at City, he was he was he played every position. I literally watched him play every position, and he's done that some for Liverpool as well. Matt Ritchie is now doing this. He's a footballer, man. Since he came back from his season-long injury in Week Twenty Three, guess how many defenders have attempted more shots than him? One. None. Zero. Yeah. Matt Ritchie has attempted 15 shots more than any other defender. Only Virgil has more shots on target than and Matt Ritchie just, in that time. Right. Right. Center backs, of course, are going to be more involved. And you'd think that center backs would have taken more shots in that time. Wrong. It's Matt Raggi. Raggi is out of position here. Is he, six, is he fantasy worthy? Six shots in the box. Only center backs and Doherty have attempted more 
than his shots. Matt the number Ritchie of shots is in the listed box. at a salty 5.3. Exactly. High. He's on corners. Only Trent Alexander-Arnold has attempted more corners than he has. And he presumably is still on penalties. Not like they're going to win a lot of these. I understand what his <laughs> price is. I'm just saying Matt Ritchie is playing way out of position. He is an offensive player. He is lundstroming here hmm. at Let's the end of the season. Is he taking their penalties? He is, isn't he? Yes. He already missed one a couple right before the break. Okay, so let's and discuss Steve this. Bruce is saying it doesn't matter that he missed it. It's Matt Ritchie. We so trust this man. The next three weeks, Newcastle's Newcastle schedule Villa, is outstanding. Bournemouth, West Ham. Yeah. Two of those at home. Not that that really matters now. <laughs> Just saying. Right. Uh oh. Right. Is Newcastle? I mean, is this a Look, play here? I listen. I understand. But you gotta ask yourself it, this: is, is this worth? Is Matt Ritchie? He's not going to duplicate at eighteen. But Brian, you just said it. If he's taking free kicks, corners, penalties, and he's playing way out of position, Scott, do you like that? Is that five point three worth the high, the raised price over the top of the four point three Lascelles? That's what I was just about to say. One pound more than Lascelles. Seven-tenths of a pound more than Federico Fernandez. Both of those guys were normal clean sheets. I think uh, I think Lascelles was yellow-carded in the match. So you end up with a six and a five, I think, from Federico and from Lascelles. You're not mad about a clean sheet. Were you expecting a clean sheet no. necessarily in no. this match? I don't know that you were expecting it. Nil-nil seemed way more of a likely outcome here than 3-0 Newcastle. But you also wouldn't have predicted a John Egan red card, I don't think. What I'm saying is... Caused by Joe Linton, no less. What what money would you have put on uh, Joe Linton scoring? Well, it's... (laughs) Zeros, dollars? Zeros, point zeros, dollars? There's two answers to that question. Before the match, maybe a pound... At halftime, after he had tripped over his own feet trying to kick the ball into the net, zero point zero dollars. Okay, but then he, you know, okay, fine. He put one in from five yards out. Great job. Was right. Matt is Matt Ritchie playing the number ten? What was the Matt Ritchie what was the is lineup? Matt Ritchie is playing at least as a what would be uh, he's listed if you look at it like on who scored for example, he's listed as a midfielder. He's not playing. He's not playing as a defensive. Right back. I'm not He's moving not playing up a pound position. to change Newcastle defender LaSalle's to Richie. If I don't own either one, I don't know. You're right. He's not going to score 18. I think you're chasing after points here, chasing after a goal here by going after Matt Richie. There's no denying, and I vowed that I would not do this on this podcast, but here I go anyway. He did give you returns. At least he gave you six points in three of the seven matches prior to the COVID-19 break. And then he scored 18 here. So he's given you returns in four of the eight matches, the uh, last eight matches. And and the, a fifth match where he scored three points, which isn't terrible. There's points there, obviously. Are you guys sold? Like, I said Newcastle's not getting relegated. I didn't say go get Newcastle here. Those are two very different things. Are you really sold on Newcastle's schedule included? I, I mean... It's still Newcastle, right? For the yeah. next, no, for I the think- next, for the at least for the next few weeks, I would so, say, because you're because for, and this is why it's not just this coming week; it's a minimum of three matches from the moment you are listening to these words. 
the the match upcoming and then two beyond that so you're you're talking you're looking at that as not just a person that you like to have on your bench but viable starter that i feel like that's a big difference it's not just lascelles is an amazing player to have for 4.3 for somebody who you're whether you play him or not villa bournemouth west ham for the next three matches when you get to Manchester City in week 34, you will bench Jamal Lascelles the, the same way almost everyone else that owns him is going to do that. Yeah. The same way if you have Matt Ritchie in, in that, at that point, you're probably not going to play him. Scott, you're playing Manchester City. I am more convinced than ever. Mm-hmm. You cannot take anything that has happened prior in this season Agreed. and establish it as a norm now. What is a normal sure. summer break? Three months in their season. Sure. A three-month break just happened. This you. is a brand new nine-month. So Matt Ritchie scored 18. This is 18. a brand new nine-match mini-season. Yes. So you in on Matt Ritchie? Then? I'm just saying Newcastle looked better. As, do you like, want, like, do you want looked, me to buy Matt Ritchie? Is that what you're I saying? I am considering yes. it in my wild. Do you want yes, me I to do. buy Matt Ritchie? I'm considering it Right now, wild. on this pod, breaking news. Brian is about to buy Matt Ritchie. I'm out of free transfer. Oh, <laughs> You. Although I could wild card, I do need. I probably need to do that because I don't know that I want to start Emiliano Martinez as my goalkeeper going into this week. I also still own Chris Wood. Are do you, you want to have right Chris? Yeah. The guy who brings up Emiliano Martinez a half hour later, he's like, I don't think I want to play Emiliano Martinez. Well, I, of course, I want him as my second Arsenal goalkeeper. Looks a minimum. dumpster fire at the moment. <laughs> who could blame him? Let's move on. The point is, I just want to say. Federico Fernandez, we said it last week. This has been true as much as I have hated to admit this, which I had to do in during this podcast season. Federico Fernandez is uh, now a sure thing. He is also a uh, bonus point magnet. Lascelles so, or Fernandez? If I was picking one, just because of the number of people who have gone to Lascelles, I would pick Federico Fernandez just on differential. I understand, like this is not; these aren't bad choices. None of none of the three of them are bad. I don't think Dubrovka is a bad choice. How is nah. Martin Dubrovka a terrible choice? You sold me on Martinez a half hour ago. I'm going to ignore the comment. Right. A minute ago. What I'm saying is I'm not buying Dubrovka. I, to me. But I get it. I You're like right. the, th- for the, for three weeks, minimum. Sure, sure. I would have a starter that I would say I would love to maximize somebody, not just their clean sheet ability, it's like if you had Saka playing as a right back. Sure. It's the reason why Serge Aurier for 4.9. Yeah. Honestly, it, I look at that and I say, as much as I hate to spend like six tenths over, say, a Charlie Taylor, it's still a guy that not, I don't know how many people are going to rush to that. And it's a guy who's already shown like he has the offensive capability. And then you add the clean sheet potential to that. Look, I'm not yeah. I'm not telling you what to do. I just love the numbers on Raggy. <laughs> I love calling him Raggy. And and yeah, Newcastle, I think they're I think they shocked everyone at least on at least two of the three people on this podcast. Dave, you've always been a believer in Newcastle and I don't blame you. <laughs> Even though I own the shirt. Eat it, Scott. We discussed Bill and Chelsea a little bit. Uh, it says something that there is a Merseyside derby and that the only thing anyone wants to talk about during and after the match is Mike Dean's beard. Yeah. 
I feel like I'd have a harder time arguing with him. He looks now smarter. Really? You think smarter? Yeah. Hey, are we talking about Chelsea here? Or are we talking about Mike Dean's beard? Mike Dean's beard. Oh. All right, you guys go ahead. All right. Ruben Loftus-Cheek got to start. Giroud got to start. Chelsea. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, yeah. I mean, he was pod relevant. He was FPL relevant no. when he played for Crystal Palace. He started the season we wanted him to be. This season, no. He has truly never been... I would say FPL relevant. We have talked about him before. He's truly never had a complete Achilles yes. that was entirely intact. <laughs> He's right. You know, here's the problem with Chelsea, though. Right. In, tr- in truth, here's the problem with Chelsea. You know, Christian Pulisic scores here, which is great. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many goals Christian Pulisic has in the season? Six? God, I think you nailed it. I'll, I'll, I'll say seven. I feel like that's high. It Five. is six. I was surprised it was six, though. I knew it. Wow. Yeah. I was surprised it was six. That seemed high, but of course he scored three in a match, I think, right? He's, he, he had tricked But Burnley. even still, he scored six. That's great. But here's the thing with Chelsea. like When you think about Liverpool, yeah, you have an established starting 11, and then you've got a bunch of guys around that that support you know that starting 11. But Chelsea, you got like 27 guys. Yeah. Who is their starting 11? Yeah. You thought maybe the one sure thing was Tammy Abraham, but yeah. not for 30-plus. William's been the one trustworthy name that's rolling out there, and then there's one other trustworthy name that I want to talk about. Cesar Azpilicueta. Exactly. We've already talked about Dave here in previous weeks because one of the stats of the season for me it has had no bearing on whether or not I've wanted to own him, but it's significant that Dave Azpilicueta and Matt Daugherty <laughs> stand alone among defenders in the statistic of the number of touches they've made in the opposition box. They are on 81 touches apiece. The next closest is Andy Robertson at 66. Dave Azpilicueta is in the top 10 in shots, assists, big chances created, crosses. Like If, if Chelsea had sprinkled some clean sheets into their defensive performances this season, Azpilicueta would have been an easily a minimum of a consideration at some point. He's still not that far off of the Chilwells and Pereiras and even the lower-level Sheffield guys in terms of FPL points. He's been outstanding this season in a season where... I railed on him the same way everyone else railed on him because he was error prone. It looked like he had been surpassed by Reese James. Like Reese James doesn't even get a he gets a sub on here. Yep, late. Marcus Alonso's gone, and then all of a sudden Marcus Alonso's Starting? back into contention. I know. That like, was but here's the thing with Chelsea. When I saw but Chelsea's as lineup, as the guy, I mean, he is the one constant sure. other than like some like the, uh, Willian. Willian and Aspilicueta have been the two guys. Kind of that you can count on. Here. Do you know what my thought was when I saw Chelsea's starting lineup? I don't want to take away from your point because you're absolutely right on Aspilicueta. But when I saw Chelsea's starting 11 for this match, I thought, wow, Lampard's going with age. He's going with experience in this match. He didn't go with youth. He couldn't avoid playing Which some Which is weird guys. against Aston Villa of all teams. Right. You're playing Villa, coming Giroux, up, everyone's fresh. Alonso. I, I, I think he wanted to get a good start. He did. I mean, he didn't, but then he did. Right. First right. half not so good. Second half was was fine. Yeah, you're right though, Brian. It's just that I think he's five nine. Right. Just think about it. What other what other guy? Yeah, he's expensive just because of, of name, like team pedigree and just name name value. I'm just saying, like, there isn't another player that, given these statistics, you wouldn't at some point have said, 
say Chelsea have five more clean sheets in 30 weeks than they did at this point. That's like that's that's 30 extra points from where he is now. I think he's on 99 for the season. If he's on 129 instead of 39, that puts him like in the top five. Yeah. That puts him closer to the guys that you're saying, like, I, I'm I really have to think hard about whether or not I should own this guy. Right. Aspilicueta has been really good, and yet another guy where I'm like, I was totally wrong. And in this match, two assists. Yeah. And again, Chelsea's schedule after what, next week? You start to look at Chelsea's schedule again and say, you know what? I wonder. Yeah. After City and 31 plus, it's only Liverpool 37 plus. Mostly good the rest of the way for Chelsea. I want to give out the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. I've waited this entire pod to do it. Wow. I've got three possibilities, mostly because of rust. I don't think there was any first half of any match that was particularly pleasing on the eye. Second halves were much better than the first halves all around. Pablo Fornals, Brian. Uh Uh-huh. His attempted header. Bad game. His attempted header (laughs) was laughable, which is why I'm laughing right now. Only to be rivaled by Billy Sharps. In, okay. in Sheffield's second match. But Fornals, okay, fine. But Wolves scored two on West Ham, so Fornals' miss didn't really affect the result. How about Stevens' miss kick to give St. Maximus a goal? <sighs> Ruined my segment, Stop. Dave. <laughs> Stop. Did I do that? <laughs> and to Stevens, his swing and a miss. I did it. I'm sorry. Was, was a little more wasteful than the missed headers, and it was more comical than anything else. And so when I watched that, I literally Looked up. Who is that? Because everyone had the same name on the back yeah. of their of yeah. their kit, right? Black Lives Matter. That's right. And so I was like, who is that guy? I, I didn't realize until this week, by the way, how much I rely on the names on the back of the kids. <laughs> um, so I Googled it. I found out it was Endes. I was like, oh, man, it was Endes Stevens. Swing and a miss. Christian Benteke, Wasteful Player of the Week Award, goes to Endes Stevens. Thank you for providing. Forgive me for ruining that. That's all right. And for and for starting the avalanche that is going to now officially keep Newcastle up Seriously. in the Premier League. It's his. It's his fault. Let's give a quick league update and then we'll close out by talking. You, about what I we're cannot do with our believe lineups. we are going to finish a podcast with not even talking about Liverpool, other than Dave saying. I want to make fun of them because they haven't won the league yet. What is there to – honestly, though, I kind of feel like what's, what Scott's getting at, what is there to talk about other than solid didn't play? We said Everton's schedule is officially nice going forward. Sure. Liverpool is Liverpool. Is there anything else you want to say? I have TAA and Mane, and then they're not going to come out. You no. do not own Salah, and you are okay with that? Fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I just want to – I own Mane. So. Nothing came out of this match. I'm the only one on this podcast that owns Mohamed Salah. Yes. That is shocking well, to me. Well, I owned him for a lot of the season, but I went to Mane when I used my free wild card that you refused to play, Brian. I didn't know the league was restarted. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's your fault. Also, where were you when we were recording this podcast? Anyway, let's talk about the league. If only he listened. I know. He never does. <laughs> I was on it. <laughs> All right, league tables I think are still being updated as I speak. But yeah, the, well, hey, can I ask you one question about Everton? Sure. Yes, I brought in DCL. Of all the players, Michael Keane looked really good in this match. Of all the players, yeah, who 
had a massive season last season who have disappointed this season, where would you rank Luca Vina on that list? Guys who last season were just king of the world, they're at the front of the Titanic, and this season you just say, I haven't even thought about that guy. Where is Luca Vina on that list? He's not totally irrelevant, though. For his price... He's 5'7". He's high That's for like what expensive. he's giving you. 88 points total. He's still good. He's still the same guy. It's not. I don't. I think the club around him has changed more than he has, to be honest okay. with you. I think when the new season starts, assuming that Carlo Ancelotti is still the manager and everything continues on as it is right now for Everton, I'd look at Luca Dina. A lot of people going to Mason Holgate. I Another just, I just Mason Holgate at four point three. I own Mason Holgate at various 1. times 8%. this season. I used right. to own him. I'm not going to go back to him. What I'm saying but is, with with the easing up now of Everton's schedule for the remainder of the season. Look, you get Norwich next. Are you thinking about like Dave, for example? No, I'm thinking as about you're wild, talking about, I'm thinking this, about wild carding him in right now. Would you listen? What I'm saying I'd is, I'd rather have him over Baldock. I think with Sheffield. Would you think about even tripling up on Everton this coming week against Norwich? And then, look, like it's, it's Leicester after that. You don't love that. Spurs after that. Okay, I'm talking myself out of this. Wolves, <laughs> I don't know about that either, actually. But they end the season with Villa, Sheffield, and Bournemouth. I mean, are you going to say... So in a month, you're interested in Mason Sure. Well, well, not in a month. I mean, it's, it feels like it's going to just, it's just it's, it's speeding along here. That's what true. I'm saying is, like, going into Norwich. A healthy Everton is a tough Everton to play. And none of these teams sure. that and, they play. And Carlos had three months, COVID months, however we want to call it, time to kind of get his team together. Leicester, Leicester and Tottenham back-to-back, you just say. You don't love that. You don't love it, but you know, it's not like they're invincible. They're, no. not, they're, not, they're not some stone wall Everton that you can't ever against score Liverpool. against. That's what I'm saying. Everton looked great against Liverpool. You can't tell me. Calvert-Lewin can't nick a goal against either one of those Absolutely teams, or Charleston can't get a goal yep. against either one of those teams. What I'm saying is I'm looking going at my out. wild card that I'm thinking about doing, and I'm like, I don't have enough Everton players. Let's say it's week any. 36, and you got Villa, Sheffield, and and Bournemouth as the last three matches. Would you own Luca Dina for those last three matches? Yeah, but more so I would own Mason Holgate. Okay. But, yeah, I would I would consider – Strongly, Richarlison and uh, and uh, DCL in closing out. Okay, especially Richarlison. I just wanted to bring that up. I just think that did Dina, I say Richarlison? Which I just think that Dina is one of those guys. That, there's a handful of those guys that's like has hardly even been a thought. And even in the couple times where they've had, well, it's like the the steam picked up on them somewhere. They end up disappointing. Mm. So I just wondered, like to your point, Scott. It's not like Dina's been bad. I just think there's there's been a it's a shift. There's like there's some shift in the way that they're playing. The yeah. outcomes just aren't the same. He's still producing similarly. Yeah. He's still in the top in terms of he's supplying the same number of crosses. He's yep. still taking free kicks here and there. Yep. He's on corners. Nothing's really changed no. as far as his output. No, that's why when it right. comes back to the new season and the actual game week 1, he'll get a look for me. Okay. In the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast Mini League, Downing Young Boys is still number one, but Kenneth has let in the competition 
FC Goody moves up to number two on the back of 128 points in game week 30 plus. Nice Whoa. job. It's now uh, less than 10 points separating those two. Wow. And less than 20 separating the top three. Love it. So uh, there's some great competition. By the way, Mini League Aaron is in the top eight. Good yeah. job, Defense Aaron. Soccer. Man, oh, man, Aaron. He's crushing it. Yeah, he had 131 points. All right, so I've already mentioned what my free transfer is. I want to talk about what my potential is for taking a negative four. Okay. With my one pound that's now in the bank, having moved from Abraham to DCL. Dave, you've already said you're looking to do wild card for the second week in a row. Yeah. I'm thinking about going with Martinez and Ederson, Van Dyke, Laporte, Holgate, Saiz, Richie, Fernandez, Traore, <laughs> Mane, KDB, Saka, Aubameyang, Jimenez, and IU. So I would make a total of six transfers this week. Interesting. Aubameyang. I'm going to stick with him. Okay. All right. Very good. Brian, I don't it, hate it. So, so, so here's the other thing. I had him going into this. So for me, he's worth 10.8. He was 11.1. He dropped to 11. And you didn't lose anything. And I didn't it. lose anything. Right. So I'm still in the good there. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? It's the same for me if Salah dropped for whatever reason because he's a huge transfer out. Right. I mean, he's, he's a net negative I know right it, now. Honestly, Scott, it doesn't yeah. make a ton of sense. I truly am not homerism. Normally, you know my old rule of thumb sort of is never own an Arsenal player for me personally because <laughs> it's a jinx. Yeah. I, I'm going to own Saka. It just makes too much sense. I'm going to stick with Aubameyang. Traore looked genius, and Wolves looked awesome. So give me as much Wolves as I can get. I want a little piece of Newcastle. I want a little piece of, of Everton as well. And give me three City players. Wait, do you own three? Did you say three Wolves names or two? I said three. Traore, Jimenez, and Saiz. Oh, you did buy Traore. Technically, I have not saved this wild card. This is potential what I have, and I'm looking at it, and I think I like it. As a buyer, are you okay with Traore off the bench? I don't think he's going to be coming off the bench, but even if he did, if I wasn't relying on him every week, when I – dude, he looked game-changer. Oh, the he second was a he game. He game, was right? a game changer, right? so literally. I don't know why he doesn't start going forward. It's the injuries, right? He'll be that's fine. the same, He'll right? Be. That's what. It, that's but he's he five, hasn't seven. been. That's he's the five, problem. He has been. He's played more games this year than he than but he listen, ever has. A thirty right. minute Traore is a fantasy relevant Traore. What I'm saying is, it's the shoulder injury. So at any moment, that's been the issue with him yeah. all season. I'm just I all I'm cautioning. Because I care about you, <laughs> right? Sure. Is that well? If if you had to count on him for less than forty minutes every week, are you still okay spending that much for him? Is what I'm saying. Sure. Okay. Totally get it. I'm just saying. Or other guys in that range. Or using your third, what I would say is your third Wolves spot for Traore. As what? Comparative to, say, Saiz, who's been an uh, extremely valuable sure. transfer. Daugherty. Right. Da- and anyone Daugherty else? Look, I, expensive, I'm, and I couldn't get to him. That's I a, could. I okay, could, so I'm you're like, not you're not going to Daugherty. Well, I, I don't know. I like the center backs of Van Dyke and Laporte. I think Liverpool and City You've always will, loved big guys. Will, will clean sheet. <laughs> I've always gone for the wing backs. Hates the but French. I like... It's been true. The guys who have been subbed the least have been the center backs. Okay. In this re- project restart, so that's normally I am wing back guy, but okay. I have I like your theory of sticking with the center backs. 
So that's where why I'm and the same thing with it Holgate. Worked. It worked in game week thirty plus. Yeah. Yep. Um, Brian, what are you doing with your lineup since you haven't done anything yet? Well, I've already made two moves. I had two free transfers, mostly because I didn't make any other moves going into the week. <laughs> so I've already made, I've already moved Martial to Bruno Fernandez, and I okay. moved uh, McCarthy, Southampton McCarthy out, Martinez in, and Good. so um, your squad's so much better already. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. So what my other, my next <laughs> issue is is uh, I don't love. Like we talked about, I, I do not love not only the schedule, not only the unavailability, but also just the general feel of Sheffield yeah. uh, losing uh, the clean sheet, losing a win to Villa, yeah. leading to a colossal letdown against Newcastle. I don't love that mojo. Yeah, but you know what I realized? Arsenal, Sheffield, Villa... Really, all of the double game week clubs except for City. We talked about how you, you benefited in fantasy, which is true. But those three clubs who are not named Manchester City showed the effects of playing two matches in quick succession following this restart. And everybody else is about to do that now in 31+, which you know, you've probably heard by the time you're hearing this. Or you've probably watched right. by the time you're listening That's to right. this. I just, I don't know, it makes me nervous. Uh, I think that the clubs who had to play that extra match actually were done a disservice here. Not that anything could be done to avoid it, but yeah, this honestly, the end it of, showed. The it end, definitely the, showed. This end to the season is just so. I don't want to use a word like horrific to describe it, but it is just so odd. Mm -hmm. There, there just isn't. This is what asterisks are built for. <laughs> honestly. Like and and thankfully for Liverpool, they weren't in a situation where it was a closely contested right. season. I was to, so to go unaffected. into this moment. That's what I mean. I was so emotionally detached from a nil-nil draw against Everton. So far away from from anything that yeah. could be controversial. We went it, from six points from a title to five points from a title. Right. From twenty-two points ahead to twenty points ahead. Doesn't, right. Doesn't that, matter. That, that gap is so gigantic. It is all the sub-stories that are the ones that are affected the most here. So I just look at this now and think, you know, they're, even even with a wild card to play and a free hit and a triple captain and a bench boost, I, I'm so, I am so chip-laden here. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. Uh, just but, make sure you don't miss out on playing one look, of them. Look, I got... Dean Henderson not playing next week. Brandon Williams, who is in and out of the lineup. Yeah. Lundstrom, who, if if it's up to me right this moment, I'm saying I don't need him. No. There are other players who I could count on more. I have Salah and Mane. Uh, one of, uh, Salah is probably the sacrifice here for me, just on money's sake. Sure. I moved to Bruno Fernandez, but now my front line of Chris Wood, Mason Greenwood, and Diogo Jota isn't looking all that great. <laughs> So wild I, I, card, man. One, two, three, card. four, five, six, seven guys right now after I made two transfers that could easily move out of my squad. Do you know what would have made your squad look a whole lot better? Almost anything. Yeah, true. If I had thrown a if I had thrown a <laughs> ding dong at my screen, it it's would have looked better than especially this. Especially though, taking advantage of the abundance the, the, of the free little transfers. the little Debbie snack. <laughs> I know what you mean. T B H. Okay, fair. But you've had the ability to play something like Oh, you know, infinite number of free transfers uh, in the last three months. 
and you have neglected to do so. And you have no excuse. Like, I can get listeners missing the game week deadline, but you're a co-host on this podcast, Brian. COVID-related lethargy? Nope. <laughs> That's not an excuse. You were sitting in that very chair you're sitting in right now. Talking, talking about how good a bench boost would be. Yes. Uh, clearly, it's the move to play yes. this week. And you did nothing. I'll, I'll get to that at 11.59 on Monday. <laughs> and you didn't. No, I did not. All right, I have very important business to discuss, and then we're going to be done with this very long episode. I've already... Transferred Abraham out, DCL in. Okay. I've got a pound in the bank mm-hmm. after that move. I'd have to take a negative four to make another move. But I'm okay with sending out a Matt Target, who I brought in for the double game week, a Chris Basham, who mm-hmm. I brought in, or I already had and I kept because of the double game week, an Oliver Norwood or Douglas Louise. Obviously, my blades and my villains, I'm ready to get rid of. I could bring in a Matt Ritchie. Or a surge REA and still have some money for any of those, you know, for Target or Basham. Mm-hmm. I am very tempted by St. Max and Man. Mm. But you've also, you know, sold me on Adama Traore. Dave has. For if a it, Norwood or a Douglas Louis. If it was me, I would, I still would not buy Traore. Do you like St. Max and Man? For a Norwood or a I Douglas don't know Louise? that I like him enough to take a minus four. All right, here's the, here's the real question I have. And this is where City If you comes said back up. if you said a name that was that was to me worth the the roll of the dice on a double, on a minus 4, I would say yeah. Okay. But right now you have not to me you have not said a name that is worthy of a minus 4. Not even RAA? No. And you don't want Not what? on a defender. I feel like it's too risky on a defender. Why All don't right. you like Traore? You think he's he's not going to start? Well, I mean, I'm, despite everything he did off the bench, he scored four fantasy points. Right. He gets an assist on the Jimenez goal off the bench. I know what he did. I'm not asking that. I'm, I'm saying, saying why that don't you? Why do you hate him? Season long, the issue has been he Are has you a se- he has a separated shoulder that has been a recurring injury. So regardless of a three week or a th- you know a layoff here, it ha- it doesn't matter. The issue has been. He has re-injured this regardless of layoff. They have managed his minutes for the specific purpose of helping him to recover as best as they can. He's averaged 70 minutes a game this season. Right. Do it from the time he re-hurt his shoulder. I just did his minutes played versus the games that he's played. Right. This is this is something. I have listened That's some to a, tricky stats. I have listened to the enough of he's played. I right. have listened to enough of this podcast to know that we <laughs> he went on a long run of ninety minute runouts and he had dropped off a bit. And then when he re hurt his shoulder, the production dropped way off. But when he was so, healthy, Brian, and he's healthy now. And he is not healthy. That's the point. He's healthy his, enough. His shoulder is not healthy. He that does has not been, have that a triangle. The, there is yes, not a triangle sure. right now, by his name. I agree. There is not a triangle by his name. Adama Traore, for all intents and purposes, is healthy. And he had just come off of many months of not playing and did not start the match this, this time. It is because he has an injured shoulder that is very susceptible to re-injury and has proven that with every time he gets longer runouts. I'm not saying he's bad. 
I love he's a his super game. He's a super when he sub, comes sure. on, he has the capability of doing exactly what he did. He also has a whole bunch of ones yeah. because he's come out for 10 minutes and 20 minutes and 15 minutes. It's true. If it so, wasn't for this assist, he'd have the same thing here. I just think you, got, right. you got Doherty with a million points. Saiz gets a clean sheet here and I believe a bonus point. And you in have to have a rule. And Jimenez, look, like I, I don't fault anyone for owning Jota because he is. There is almost no one more explosive in sixty minutes. Jota's not injured, and Jota had his chances here, right? And so, so he like, it, it hurts me to know that if I had to make a choice, I would probably pick Jimenez yeah. over Jota. But it's mostly because everything just got so screwed up. Yeah. Anyway, so I've, I've got one other name, and I know that you're going to say not to make a, a minus four for him. But part of me is interested in bringing, just because of the money, Phil Foden is a 5.1. Yeah. Did we say it out, did I say it out loud last podcast, or was it after the pod, after we were recording? It will be awesome to own Phil Foden next year. Yeah, it was after the pod. You oh, said that. man. See, it's it was awesome to own him in this double match week. Yeah. When David Silva's gone, and the True. potential of Phil Foden is starting to get like consistent. And Pep has said he wants to give Foden more minutes. Right. So there's no question about what he's capable no. of. But man, I I wonder. So save the, that one. Off the bench for the rest of the season, which yeah. is what he's probably gonna do, yeah, or some yeah. here and there rotations. All right. So I'm probably not gonna take a minus four, but you know what? Follow our Instagram account because I'll post uh what I'm going to do with my squad. Dave, you were right. You called it. There's a lot of stuff that we could have talked about that we just gave minor treatment to. There's just too much There's going too on. Much. This is already a really long episode. But it's going to be split up in the two now. Yeah. But what, are we over what? two hours? We're right at it. Holy <laughs> <laughs> But it was filled with fantasy. It's great. Stuff it's because great. we have matches to talk about. And you know what? They're not going to stop coming. No. This podcast is going to do everything It's going it to be wonky because yep. we're just going to do it. podcast. And then it's gonna. We're probably gonna skip a week. So, it's but you just, know what? It is what it is. I was able to send out some tweets about some about some things, you know, and and there was some Facebook stuff too. We're gonna continue to post on fantasy or on uh, social media about you know what we can. Don't forget about us on Patreon. Yeah, Fantasy Soccer FC. Uh, we are th- more than thrilled with the uh, subscribers that we have, and we try to honor them in every way we can even in this short COVID season, which we will just carry over to the next season. True. So uh, thank you for that. We would love to have more. Dave, we're there. We made it. Made it. Long, long pod for the Fancy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time. 